0: Were you both on board making the decision to go full crypto? Was any convincing required? Keegan, did you have to convince Brogakshi to believe in Bitcoin and go full crypto? Do you experience pushback from your family about going full crypto? These are just some of the questions that we covered in today's episode of our podcast. And as Keegan started it off, it's married to Bitcoin. When it we really have to rethink that, Keegan, you kind of went off the cuff with that. But today's episode is us um, exploring and telling you about how we manage our finances and our life together or our marriage. Um, And this was a suggestion from one of our podcast listeners and uh, private newsletter subscribers. And we finally got around to doing it. Thank you everyone who sent us questions. There's, uh, we'll have the timestamps and the questions listed in the show notes if you wanted to jump around, but.
1: And if you ever have any other questions or topic suggestions for our podcast, we love receiving those. So send them to gofullcrypto.com and we'll uh, we'll do our best to produce an episode that addresses whatever questions that you have. And we just stockpile them. And uh, this was a collection of questions that were centered around a particular topic, uh, which is our marriage and how we see money and how we conduct our finances.
0: So without keeping you more curious about what we discuss in this episode, Let's dive in.
1: The thoughts and opinions expressed by Keegan Francis, Murgokshi Palwi, and the guests on the GoFull Crypto Podcast are solely their own and are not intended as financial advice. The Content discussed is for informational purposes only. All right.
0: Hello, husband.
1: Hello, wife. (laughs) The title of this episode is Married to Bitcoin. Uh, sure
0: <laughs> all right so we announced a couple of uh, episodes ago that we wanted to do an episode it was requested to us uh, on how we manage our relationship uh with respect to us believing in bitcoin and having our money in bitcoin so i think we'll just get started with what was sent to us precisely and all of you that have sent us questions thanks so much we kind of just copy pasted them in this doc that or this this notes app and we're going to go through them and answer them one by one so thanks so much for sending these to us if you ever have any questions in the future uh don't forget to email us at ready at goflowcrypto.com with them all right this is stream tj thanks again for suggesting this um this what you suggested i'll read it out now okay I also think a podcast about how you both as spouses balance your crypto discussions or strategies without having it harm the health of your marriage is worth exploring. Many of us dating or married could learn from such wisdom. Thank you so much for such a, a wonderful comment and let's actually dive right in Keegan. So how do we balance uh, how we both as spouses balance our crypto discussions or yeah, crypto discussions. I think that <laughs> um Okay, so let's rewind back to how it all even started. Uh, I had graduated with a degree in computer science from Acadia University. So did I. So did you, but you graduated three years before me? Yep. Yeah, and um, we didn't meet when we were studying. We met later. That's the story for another time. However, after I graduated, we were still dating, or we were dating, <laughs> still dating. Um, And I didn't know what to do with my career. And Keegan said, have you heard of blockchain? That was because you worked at PBSA at the time. And it, there was a huge blockchain wave, hype wave going on at that, at that time. So that's how I was introduced to blockchain technology. But this is in the summer of 2018. So in the winter of 2017, the, everybody, if you remember the December of 2017 bubble, that's when Keegan called me multiple times either super stressed or super happy or both at the same time <laughs> both both at the same time yeah and uh, he was like oh man the market is going crazy Marika, i don't know what to do he didn't necessarily exactly say that but that was the intention or that was the uh the emotion and i was very curious as to what is driving him to be uh, and feel these extreme emotions at the same time and that's that's how i i discovered crypto so fast forward to 28 2019, 2020, when did we go for crypto?
1: 2020.
0: 2020. So uh, we'd been asked a lot of questions about cryptocurrency when we, did our, when we did a lot of presentations around our province and around other provinces in, in Atlantic Canada. And that um, kind of pushed us to be more well aware of what is happening in the cryptocurrency world. Not that we weren't before anyway, but we started adding more things in our presentations accordingly. And uh, both of us would present at all of these educational workshops because both of us loved presenting and we both happened to be really good presenters. Um, So we sort of started learning about crypto, um, about how to present crypto, I, I guess around the same time, even though you were into crypto long before I was, And um, our discussions around crypto were mainly because our work required them to be around crypto. And since we live together and we have a business together, it just sort of became a thing that we did over lunch and breakfast or at night after a movie on a walk. (laughs) There really were no limits to when we would talk about uh, our work that we didn't really consider working the the traditional sense of, oh, like I have to work all the time. It was just something people are so passionate about.
1: Yeah, our work and our relationship, there's like, there's a lot of overlap there. Yeah. Just inherently and our family and our money. Uh, I think one, of the, like, what's the question again? What, what question are we answering so exactly?
0: It's not necessarily a question, but or I guess it's how you both as spouses balance your crypto discussions. And then there's a or. Or, or strategy discussions or strategies, without having it harm the health of your marriage.
1: I think that, so my answer for this would be more so talking about how we balance the conversation of money in general. That's where it started for me. Like if we weren't on the same page with respect to how we feel about money, then I don't think that we'd be on the same page with how we feel about crypto.
0: And we weren't on the same page with how we manage our money when we were dating.
1: Uh, right. Yeah. I was coming from a different perspective. Like there was a strong, I would say, cultural aspect uh, or cultural difference between the two of us, like where I grew up, um, like with the understanding that I have money and you have money. Um, and my dad has money and my mom has money and my brothers and sisters have their own money. Um, and you brought like a really interesting and fascinating, uh, cultural interpretation of money. Uh, to me, that I then decided, oh well, you know, this is a better, this is better for me to to adopt. This is a better way for me to think about uh, familial money, and and you should you should tell our audience about that.
0: Yeah, well, I, actually, I was gonna say, how did you conceptualize it when I introduced that to you? And and it actually I was
1: against it. Actually, I wasn't. I didn't like it that you much.
0: Oh, okay, I didn't know that.
1: Well, there was a a bit of like a, a hesitation, I was like, well, that's that's silly. Like I like having my own money. Okay. Uh, yeah, but. I'd like over time it made more sense because I realized that, um, like I was a little bit hypocritical with respect to my other beliefs about relationships and, uh, my interpretation of money. So like, if, uh, like you would always say, Oh, we are one. Right. And, uh, and then if I then go and say, yes, but Yes, but uh, I have money and you have money. Then we're not really one. Like I was pretty committed, like in our relation was. I still am pretty committed <laughs> in our relationship to like think of us as one unit. Um, and but yet I had this other interpretation of money where there was a a degree of separation between my money and your money. Um, but then you brought the the interpretation of
0: uh all of us. Being the same unit of family, which is why it didn't make sense for there to be different um, units of handling money. But I think that it started mainly with food. Cause that was the one thing that bugged me a lot even at Acadia is the, you know we would eat at meal hall and everybody had their own plates and there was never an aspect of sharing food um that I experienced and it was really strange when I heard people say well this is my food and that is your food because that is not how I grew up and you've we've, <laughs> you've experienced the culture here with respect to food and if you're <laughs> being India you're being in India and uh, if there's anything actually there's I, I can't say if there's anything but one of the things one of the most important cultural aspects um here is offering someone food and sharing it with them and yeah. having having their reservations about it because uh that's i don't that's just so mo- deeply ingrained in, in me so money's
1: a little bit different here though because like with respect to food it's the food and with respect to money it's the money but within your familial unit right like you don't necessarily de- share money outside of your fa- family but you always share food outside of your family
0: no 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 it it really depends on the kind of family that you have so i'm not saying that everybody in india all 1.7 billion people share this mentality about food or about money but i would say that it's more prevalent especially did you in say a family 7 billion? i said 1.7
1: oh okay sorry <laughs>
0: <laughs> did not say seven billion um so I think that the whole because like we didn't we didn't start off by me convincing you or me introducing this phenomenon of oneness with you on the money aspect of it. Because Yeah, we,
1: that's how I remember it. Like well, I remember the, me saying like I have money and you have money and that's the way I like it. And you saying, well, like well, the way I grew up is like my family has money. My family like draws from a pool of money, like the pool of money rather than your money and my sister's money and my dad's money. It's just the money.
0: So I don't remember why we even started having that conversation because when we moved in together and we were still dating at the time, we, we paid, we split the expenses, right? We did, yeah. Like (laughs) I would pay the rent and then you would buy all of the groceries or we would alternate on buying groceries. And at one point I remember you... Forgot that you needed to buy groceries and, or you needed to pay for it. And I I got, yeah, I got really irritated because I was like, well, I paid for them last year, last, not last year, last week. And you're supposed to pay for them this week. But you told me to go to the groceries. Like, why don't you remember? Are you manipulating me? I just had these thoughts. And then I called my mom from the parking lot after I did the groceries. And I was like, mom, this is happening. Um, Like, is this a bad thing? Is this a red flag? And she's like, who's going to eat the food? I said, both of us. And then she said, how does it matter who pays for it?
1: Yeah. And (laughs) I love that.
0: And that just immediately calmed me down. She obviously said it with way more love than I just uh, um, imitated her saying it. Um, But she's like, so how does it matter who pays for the food?
1: Yeah, it... it so it seems like there was a progression of, of blending our finances uh, yeah. like when we first moved in with one another we were still trying each other out for all intents and purposes right yeah. like we weren't sure that we were going to become a family
0: That's true so
1: at that point in time it didn't make sense to think of our finances as one because like as soon as you stick your finances together it's uh it's actually kind of hard to unstick your finances that's it's, true right that, that's why there's divorce lawyers
0: <laughs> and and for the record we don't even have like a joint, Checking account or joint savings account? We no, we don't. Yeah, yeah. We our bank accounts are still separate, and we actually thought of um, putting them together when we wanted to get a mortgage for <laughs> for getting a house. Et cetera. like there were lots of times where we we're like, "Oh, should we do this?" But it didn't make sense because of some banking infrastructure that we won't get into this this episode.
1: But um, if you're but, interested in that story, <laughs> then you can go check out the episode of ours titled "The uh, The Three Triggers That Led Us to Go Full Crypto." I think that no, we-
0: no, no. It was because my well it was because when i created an account oh, yeah, right. it was in a different section of the country so i was that's
1: actually the most ridiculous i don't think we've ever told this story but no. your your bank account when you set it up was in ontario Yeah, my bank account has always been in nova scotia and those are well two parts of the same country but apparently not
0: for security not purposes not same enough
1: to like make it so we can have a joint checking account it yeah, was so silly so when i figured that out when, or when we yeah, figured that out rather the
0: the banking person said that Either well, it just made sense for me because my account was from a different province. But I would have to close the uh, my account and then create a new account here, with the the main branch being in Nova Scotia. Here being Nova Scotia, and then we'd be able to have a joint account. And then we were just like, that makes no sense. This that's way more trouble than it's worth.
1: Do, do you know what's weird about this though? Is like we. we- the both of us actually obtained a lot of our financial literacy through crypto first, then like translating things back onto the the legacy or our traditional financial infrastructure. So when we found out that there's this geographic <laughs> geographical differentiation division. or division, um, we were like, we're coming from a Bitcoin mindset where... You it's know, internet you get, money you wherever get the you same have the internet yeah. access to Bitcoin, no matter who or where or when you use it, wherever you are in the world. And then, like we go see our banking advisor, like, yeah, you're in the same country, but not the same province. And, it was for
0: security reasons, and right, I, exactly, same yeah. thing
1: though. Like Bitcoin, same security everywhere. Right. It's it's like uh, it's just so weird strange. to take a Bitcoin mindset and then overlay it on top of the legacy financial system. When you do that, it's it's very stark, uh, like how how the systems are. The, one system is better than the other
0: yeah i remember one more thing about that is uh when we were talking about the but to the mortgage specialist he said that if we did have a joined account then the mortgage won't show up on one of our accounts so the mortgage would only show up as a line of credit i might be getting my terminology wrong here uh, but it would only show up as debt on one of our accounts even if we did have a joint account because of the separation of right. provinces, right. it was something to that effect. And it was, it was just a, a little strange, this whole phenomenon of not being able to get a checking account because of these reasons. So we just decided that it <laughs> wasn't worth it. And I think at that point we were more so solidified on, uh, like joining our expenses and treating ourselves as like one family yep. instead of two separate people.
1: So it didn't matter which account the money was in. It's just kind of <laughs> important that the money flows.
0: And it's funny you say that uh, it's uh, hard to unstick your money because we moved in together in August and we started a business together in uh, in November.
1: Yeah. Well, yes, we did, and like <laughs> each of those things are like an aspect of sticking, uh, like myself to you or vice versa, um, and like all of that just kind of led eventually to our marriage, including like the the progressive um joining up our finances
0: yeah yeah that's true and i think that we just stopped thinking of it as your money and my money or i
1: i, yeah, sto- I, I stopped thinking yeah, about I, it that way like yeah, well, I never, yeah. now i think of it is it's just our just money one, it's yeah. the money that we have
0: we actually it was probably two years two or three years ago it was very early on in our relationship and i think that was one of the founding um, blocks of us building a life together is thinking of it as one
1: totally that has been a huge load off of my shoulders um it's just like it's more encumbering in in my opinion or my perspective to uh to think of our money as separate um silos i suppose Uh, like we have some other friends that are married and and friends that have been together for a long time and i know that they still think of their money like when we go out for example to, to dinner with them like one will pay um like oh i got this one <laughs> right and like you and i never really say that to one another like we usually use like my personal crypto.com visa debit card but that's because we get 5% cash back on that one versus your 3% cashback and and uh, yeah so yes. it's it's just interesting to like it, i always notice those things i kind of wish i didn't because like at the end of the day like you should run your own finances, the whatever way
0: that you want. Yeah, yeah exactly. whatever, whatever, whatever works you and best. your partner
1: have decided for you. Um, so, I this is not to say that I'm a parting judgment. It's just I, I do take notice of that sometimes.
0: Yeah, and this is just the way that it has been working for us, and this is what our beliefs are. So, yeah, this is this is kind of uh, the discussions or strategies that we have about money and in, in crypto.
1: Should we move on? So,
0: okay, ha- but this is so without having it harm the health of your marriage is worth exploring. Okay, so TJ, we actually received some questions about <laughs> uh, wondering how we survive stuff like this. So I think that we'll move on to the other questions and hopefully that'll answer the um, uh, the query that you you had and wanted us to explore. Okay, so we had another question: Were you both on board making the decision to go full crypto? Was any convincing required?
1: Uh, the way I remember it is, yeah, we were, we were both on board with, I think that there was, cause we both were going through the same, uh, we were experiencing troubles. the
0: same troubles together. Yeah. It, that's where the three triggers that led us to leave banking behind comes in because yeah. we were, we just had an experience that same day during the day. And it was in the evening that we were sitting on the couch and talking about our frustrations. And that's when we were like, well, why don't we just go full crypto?
1: Yeah, and I, I wrote a newsletter about this recently, and it's just like, is it even possible? Was it possible to do it? That was the big question that both you and I had that we had to figure out. And uh, like to be fair, we did have to wait like four or five months to get our Crypto.com Visa was- debit card in order to like make GoFull Crypto possible i suppose because without it we like for the first 5 or 6 months even though we converted the majority of our money into bitcoin um, we still had quite a lot of reliance on the legacy financial system because our expenses still needed to be paid in uh, canadian dollar but once we got a hold of that that visa debit card that let us like live more inside of crypto everything became a lot easier
0: well our expenses still need to be paid in canadian dollar especially we, when we are in canada yeah
1: that's a nuance yes
0: yeah yeah and the crypto visa debit card we load canadian dollar onto it but the uh, the plus point on that is we can have some cryptocurrency on the exchange or on the app and just have the conversion take place seamlessly uh, into canadian dollar i need your face to unlock your phone okay there we go uh so were you both on board yeah because we yeah so i would recommend that you read the three triggers that led us to leave banking behind we'll Put a link to it in our show notes so that you can read the three significant uh, events that took place in our life that transitioned us into, um, like the ball of frustration that then led us to take the decision to go for crypto. So even after we took that decision, that was essentially when we started our podcast in yeah. July, two years ago. Is it three years ago now? 2019. It was It'll
1: be two years this year.
0: 20, 2020, 2020, Yeah, Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, we, it wasn't like we decided it that evening and then the next day we were able to do it, you know, all of a sudden uh, at a click of a button. It still took a couple months to have everything figured out. And even right now, even if we say we're goful Crypto, sometimes our contractors don't have the means to, uh, or our clients, sorry, don't have the means to pay us in crypto. So they still pay us in US dollar or Canadian dollar.
1: But what goful Crypto means is that we're taking basically as much like Canadian dollar as we can and converting it into cryptocurrencies, like mostly Bitcoin, actually only Bitcoin, (laughs) Um, as possible every month.
0: Yeah. So no, no convincing was required. We were both pretty convinced. (laughs) All right. So the next question is, do both of you play an equal part in managing your portfolio? I don't think so. Uh, I don't think so either, but... We do play an equal part in discussing what to do with the money.
1: Yeah, and large decisions. So I'll, I'll move money and I'll trade and yeah, I'll Keegan does dollar some, cost average.
0: Keegan does most of the experimenting.
1: I do a lot of experimenting. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and Keegan also does, I mean, um, you're sitting right next to me. You also do a lot of the like putting money from this uh, pot into another pot pot to have it generate passive income and you kind of create those streams yourself by a lot of experimenting and then some of the bigger decisions that carry a lot of risk with them that's the ones that we talk about um together and and make them together so i think that like between us we have a trust in each other i I know that you're not gonna take a like a risk with our money that's just going to completely wreck us wipe out our wealth yeah and but i do um, take risks you do take risks
1: and And they don't work out some of the time (laughs) yeah
0: there's actually a question on that Uh, later one of these questions is about that so uh what was yeah do both of you play yeah we we don't play an equal part keegan does a lot of the moving around of money and putting them in places but i know i would say i'm aware of a lot of what you do yeah and i understand I I would say everything that you do, even though I don't take part in it.
1: You're aware because you read the newsletter as well, or like you edit the newsletter rather (laughs) for me. Um, And so basically everything that I do, all the experimentation that I do is inside the, uh, mostly inside the private newsletter. Um, And like that's so our our followers can follow along, but you've expressed to me on multiple occasions that like, hey, I like editing your newsletter because I actually get to keep up to date yeah it's a way that i can force myself to keep up to date with like what what our finances are and like where where the money is and what is happening with them
0: like the whole horse racing thing Uh, yeah that's not
1: (laughs) our money technically though it's true it's
0: still your time (laughs) yes Uh, and i still edited that and what did you say like uh, if you haven't seen the news, if it, yeah, if you're a private newsletter subscriber, you've probably seen that and Keegan wrote about experimenting with NFT horse racing.
1: Yeah, it's called Zed Run,
0: and uh, it's actually at hilarious. At one point, I kid you not, at one point in the newsletter, he also wrote, "It's almost oh, it almost feels like it's real horse racing." I have to excuse myself one second, but go on, Keegan.
1: Yeah, all right. So Zed Run NFT horse racing. Uh, a friend of ours who. Uh, gave, uh, gave me some money to invest in this, this NFT horse racing thing. And it's really ridiculous. And I, I'm also just like vamping. So waiting for Mooga to get back, but it was really fun. I, I'd like, I wanted to experiment with these play to earn games, right? Uh, because the metaverse and NFTs, like they're all exploding. And part of the private newsletter is so like, oh, I can go out and do the, uh, the experimentation. I can spend the money so, so that you don't have to right cuz it it is pretty expensive to like go and try these things and do these things by yourself. Uh, but uh that's that's a lot of what the private newsletter is for Muruga, I'm glad you're back because like I stress out when you're not here. I like feel like you uh you guide the conversation and you'll have to listen to this part um when uh when you're uh, editing or yeah, something.
0: sure. Yes. Well, we don't edit the the podcast anyway. So what you heard everyone that was the Titanic, the Titanic theme song, theme song but song, that's yeah. also our doorbell. <laughs> and I told my dad not to, not to ring the bell because we were going to record a podcast, but that's okay. He's my dad. Um, anyway, so...
1: I have no idea what I said about Zedrun. Yeah. We should just continue.
0: <laughs> All right. So, uh, the next question is, do you, you, do you, each of you have your own portfolio? How do you manage it as a couple? Um, so I think that's a little bit similar to the previous one. I would say that both of us don't have our own portfolio; we, it's just one portfolio. But the way that I usually, um, if if I'm because I am paid in Canadian dollars for our Canadian dollar rent expenses, et cetera, Right now we're in India, so all of that money I essentially can buy Bitcoin with it, and which I have been actually the the entire uh, trend downwards uh, <laughs> in the past couple been of buying months. Buying the dip. Yeah, I, I bought the dip. Well, every all, dip. Every, I bought every dip. Yeah, <laughs> I bought it all, all the way down. And then when it reached the bottom, I was like, okay, I have no more rent money to buy the bottom with. And this kind of sucks, but it's okay because I bought all the way down. And that's that.
1: I would say that, yes, we have one portfolio, but is it is the aggregate of each of our separate accounts.
0: Yeah, that's true. But... You do a lot on the crypto.com exchanges rather than on Binance, on the crypto.org chain. um, And I mostly just play around with ShakePay and my crypto.com app. Um, And I make very simple decisions and I don't think about it because that's the way that I like it.
1: (laughs) I think about it all the time. Uh, Yeah,
0: yeah. you can. You can dedicate your mind space to it and you're okay with that, I I think. Oh, yeah. Except when you get super stressed. but I'm having a lot of fun. Yeah, there you go. okay. Okay.
1: The- I want to finish though, ok, sorry go so
0: ahead. when i when I buy, I decide I've kind of decided a strategy for whenever I buy through my app. And it's I decide a particular amount. So let's say it's zero point. It is actually zero point zero zero three Bitcoin, which is around two hundred dollars or it was actually one hundred and sixty Canadian dollars as well during the dip in in that range. And that's sort of like every time I see a red market, that's another rule that I've set myself set for myself is, I am not going to buy when the market is green. I'm not going to buy when Bitcoin's up 2% or 5% or 10% that um, I've like, I've trained myself to control my fear of missing out because a lot of the time you feel like buying when you see the market be green, but I have promised myself that I'm not going to buy um, in, in a red market, sorry, in a green market. So that has helped me stick to my rules uh, that and deciding to buy, Bitcoin, which is based on what the price of Bitcoin is, around $200 plus minus, say, $40. And that's been my strategy so far. I buy it, I forget about it.
1: Yeah, I was actually going to say something similar around how to not stress. How do I, like, I do that by dollar cost averaging. So no matter what, I buy $10 worth of Bitcoin every single day. So it doesn't matter if it's a green market or a red market. uh, I'm buying Bitcoin regardless of what's happening. And that's, that's because if I didn't, I'm... Yeah, i would i used to wake up in the day and like oh god like what is the market doing today or like i have to make a decision about whether or not to buy today but then i just automated that decision and now i have so much more of my time back uh, because it's just I, it's going to happen and i can sleep easy now
0: yeah there we go okay so the next question is uh where, where was i one second oh yeah okay did you experience pushback from your family about going full crypto? Um, I don't think they really knew until we did it. <laughs> <laughs> or we might have just said over dinner that, oh, we're, we're thinking of doing this. And then we just did it. And we we're like, oh, we did this. And I I I still think that...
1: I don't our, remember any significant pushback.
0: Yeah, our family was still trying to understand what we do at
1: all. Yeah, right.
0: <laughs> it took our some of our family members a long time to to be able to describe what we do to everybody else. Um, it initially, it was like, oh, they do something with Bitcoin or they do something with blockchain, but now they know what we do. Um, but yeah, we didn't really face any pushback. Yeah. yeah. I think that our family thinks that we're really smart people and that the decisions that we make are good.
1: I hope that we're really on, smart people.
0: <laughs> on the most part. Sometimes
1: I wonder, but but... <laughs>
0: Sometimes I wonder as well, but I think that that's the reason why we didn't really face too much pushback. Okay, so next question is, do you have disagreements on what to do with your money? If yes, how do you deal with it? If no, how in caps log and lots of question marks and exclamation points. All right, well, that's, that's, a, that's a nice question. Okay, do you have disagreements on what to do with money? Sometimes probably.
1: Yeah, I think so. Sometimes I
0: I wouldn't really call them disagreements because I feel like the word disagreement comes with a a sense of um, anger or a sense of remorse or a sense of like I want to do this, you want to do something else.
1: Yeah, we have more so have discussions on where to allocate the money, Um, like instead of having a dis an outright disagreement i think that would imply that like for example i really want to do this thing ruga actually doesn't like that rarely if ever happens that really doesn't happen yeah um we have lots of discussions on where to allocate the capital and we don't necessarily see eye to eye and when that happens i think it just means that we keep uh our eyes open for new opportunities And when we do become aligned on an opportunity that we want to pursue or allocate capital to or allocate our money to, then then we do. So rather than like both of us kind of have a veto power of sorts over like what we do and do not do with our money. So that kind of gives us the ability to not have disagreements as such.
0: I think that both of us also have a pretty high tolerance for risk. And (laughs) that helps a lot because some of the risks that we've taken, and I think that we're going to explore that very soon because there's another question on that. Um, But some of the risks that we take, we kind of figure out the bottom line or the worst that could happen. And that helps us reach a conclusion as to what to do. And uh, that also helps us discuss what the next step is. And I think the second thing is that you and I both respect each other for our opinions yeah, and that helps a lot as well because we're not looking down on um, each other's opinion because they're not the, the same. Yeah. We're trying to understand why you feel the way that you do or why we feel the way that we do about making the decision. And then we reach something that, um, works best. Um, and then I think that at the end of the day, this is something that earlier in, in our relationship, we, we might've had to do a little bit of, but it's like, what is more important? Making this decision about our money or our relationship? And I don't really think that's happened a lot because our, like our fundamental, the reason why we're doing anything with our money is so that we can have it for our children and have it through our, our lives and like live and have it for retirement and, you know, um, make, the, make our money work for us. So we're doing this for us. Yeah. And it doesn't make sense to destroy us for a decision about what to do with the money. Cause it's never about all of the money. It's always about a portion of the money to make more money with.
1: Right. Yeah. The money shouldn't destroy the thing that we're using the money for. Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah. So, uh, when we disagree on things, we don't usually have a, like a heated discussion or like an outright disagreement. It's usually, it usually comes from a point of, okay, tell me why you think this way and let's yeah, get we get don't usually get heated system. anyway.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like we're we're fairly level-headed people just in general. Fairly I- <laughs> level-headed, Murdocki. <Murgashi. laughs>
0: no, I'm. Hey, I'm. I'm. I'm putting this on me. I sometimes lose my temper, but it's never because of money. It's. It's like if you don't do the dishes well, uh-huh. or if there's oil on on the pan that All I right. told you to wash. <laughs> <laughs> and it's only because I've told you so many times to wash the pan uh-huh. with soap and scrub it but
1: <laughs> what's the title of this episode again what are we talking about married we- to big one we- yeah let's get <laughs> back on the topic of money okay all right we'll do another episode on dishes if you want yeah
0: don't even get me started on the floor and vacuuming but let's go to the next question um okay so this is oh yeah this is the one you lost 10k in a leverage trade last year how did it impact your relationship? Uh, thanks for keeping up. By the way, this question—yeah, <laughs> this was, question means you—you've been keeping up with what we've been doing.
1: Because I don't think that we did a podcast episode on this particular topic, but I, I definitely we, wrote oh, a newsletter on it.
0: You, I think we mentioned it, and then we linked the newsletter, right? Yeah, uh, in something.
1: So, for context, uh, I was leverage trading or derivatives trading. And I was using 50x leverage. Um, Break and- that down, Kagan. What's that?
0: Break that down for our audience.
1: Break that down. Yeah, it means that I was locking up a hundred dollars and borrowing 50 times that, so five thousand dollars, to uh, to trade with. Um, what this amounts to is, if there's if there's a two percent decrease in the market, which happens all the damn time, <laughs> then it means that that hundred dollars is lost and and completely taken away. Um, now, if you compare this just directly to buying $100 worth of an asset, if there's a 2% drop, then you have $98. But if there's a 2% drop while trading with 50x leverage, then you lose all $100. I hope that that makes sense. The point is, I was leveraged trading with like something like $10,000, and... Uh, And yeah, then things went real sideways. And uh, it was
0: during the summer of last year.
1: Yeah, the April May time. Um, so I was pretty optimistic (laughs) about the market. Way too optimistic. Um, Why are you not more optimistic (laughs) than I should have been? I'm always optimistic, but uh, despite (laughs) repeated drops in the last two years, um, I am, I am optimistic anyway. Um. Yeah, I actually remember that being like a bit of a point of contention um, because like we were reading Morgan Housel's book, The Psychology of Money, and some of the things within that, like one of the lessons was like don't put in more than you're willing to lose, more than you're prepared to lose rather. And I think that I put in more than I was prepared to lose because I didn't consider loss as a possibility. Like I was so optimistic that I didn't consider that the loss was actually going to happen. And you were very helpful in like putting that right in front of my face, which is like the best way to uh, for, for me personally to confront problems and, and learn and grow is like, I can find ways if I was, if I was like experiencing that in a vacuum, I'd probably create a plethora of justifications and excuses and reasons why I did nothing wrong. But in reality, like you were like, no, 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 you kept on putting money in to try and save yourself. And like that only increased your losses and like you didn't take profits and you didn't do this. And-
0: I, I don't think I said precisely that. I think that that was a point of contention in our relationship because I was being, I, I was a little bit righteous because I remember, I don't exactly remember what I said precisely, but I remember thinking that I told you not to do it. I, I told you not to put in more money the first time you put in more money to save yourself from getting liquidated. Um, And I, I must've said something else as well. And it was this like, it was this mentality that i had It was not, not a mentality but it, the reaction that i had was i was right you were wrong you didn't listen to me and
1: in retrospect uh, it's not about right or wrong it's about whether, now, yeah, whether or not we well, understand what happened and yeah, so we, we learned, can make it not happen again
0: so but i do remember this was again this wasn't like the thing that happened uh while the while the market was still dropping cuz i remember uh you kept Every time you put more money in, you said that I'm reading this person's um, <laughs> analytics or anal- <laughs> right. like anal- analysis of the market, and they're saying that this is not going to happen. I remember you very clearly saying that Willy Woo says to do this. Willy Woo says to put more money in uh, because the market, I don't know if you've said because the market is going to go up or, or not, but. I very distinctly remember you saying that. And then William, I don't remember William Clemente Third was someone who posted things at that time too, but uh, you were saying that all of these traders are saying to do this and that the things that you started saying every time you put in more money from, uh, to save us from getting liquidated, I was like, this is a little bit of a red flag because I don't like where this is going. And um, what happened was... Uh, I think we were at 10,000, like we were going to lose $10,000 and, um, the- I wanted
1: to put more money in.
0: You wanted to put more money in. I think Bitcoin was at 38. Uh, I might, okay, let's just say that it was at 38 and it was, uh, it bottomed out at 34, but it was at 38 and you're like, i want to put more money in. And I was like, no, Keegan, we got to cut our losses. This is all. We should not put any more money into this trade. It's fine. Let it be. Yeah. And you listen to me. Yeah. And I think that that was because the market progressively became, or the trade progressively got worse Yeah. because we were starting to have these conversations when Bitcoin was at, I think, uh, 50,000. Because it went down from 70 or 80,000, right? It was after it hit the first all-time high. Something like that. Yeah. So uh, how did it impact your relationship? I think that both of us learned a lot about each other and, Ourselves as well. Yeah, um, it was and about growth. It was about growth. It was
1: a learning opportunity.
0: And we were both, um, we were both aware that it's it's money, like you yeah, know, it's just money. It's just money, and it didn't seem like that at that time. Mm-hmm. I know that you were feeling really bad, and you thought that that was a really stupid thing to do. Yeah, I
1: was very stressed for a while. Yeah, yeah. and
0: you blamed yourself a lot for it, but at the end of the day, it was fine.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: it didn't really. It, the way that it impacted our relationship is we understood each other more. We learned how to communicate with, with each other more. And
1: uh, I actually learned my yeah. lessons best when they hurt more.
0: Yeah, that's true. You said that.
1: Yeah. And so in in that respect, I'm actually grateful for the degree of loss because if it was a smaller loss, then I don't think I would have um, learned the lesson as hard as I, uh, as I did. Right. And yeah. so like it, it, like pain is a very powerful teacher. and useful teacher yeah. if you let it be that for you. Yeah. And uh, from I learned that earlier in life from from other other things, but I I was glad that I had learned that earlier in life because it translated well into this experience, because the, like a monetary loss is pain. That I mean, it just is. Um. So, so yeah, I, I translated that into like, okay, learn these lessons, don't repeat them.
0: Yeah, I remember when I was leveraged trading and I made 20 bucks and lost 80 bucks. And yeah. I was like, oh, I was feeling really bad. But and
1: it's really fun, but it's just actually straight up gambling. Yeah, it is. Yeah, if it you don't know what you're doing, is. then, you know, it's it's very possible to get wrecked.
0: All right. The next question is, Keegan, this is for you. Uh, Keegan, did you have to convince Murgakshi to believe in Bitcoin and GoFull Crypto? No. 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 Yeah, I think we covered this earlier. There was yeah. no convincing required.
1: The question is kind of funny because, like, it implies oh, yeah. that, like, you needed convincing. That's true. Yeah, but that, that wasn't the case. It, like, again, it's, uh, it was more of a conversation where yeah. we saw eye to eye and it was like, hey, should we do this? It wasn't like, I want to do this. Are you on board? Yeah. It was like, what do you think about doing this with our money and our finances and our life?
0: It wasn't even what do you think? It was like, hey, let's do this. And it was like, yeah. Let's do this. <laughs> right. Like, do you, hey, do you want sushi? Yeah, I want sushi. Right.
1: <laughs> How so. did you convince Rugakshi to eat sushi that day? <laughs> no, no, no. We were both hungry. We decided to do it.
0: All right. Do you each have your own portfolio? We covered that too. We, no. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there, we, is, we covered that. there is a portfolio. Um, yeah. Just rewind. Uh, if you have anything more to say, I, I don't really, I think we've covered this question before. There is one more though. That is the last one. What's the last one? It is what would you do with your Bitcoin <laughs> in the event that you get a divorce?
1: split it 50 <laughs> fifty uh, yeah, but I guess so you know the intention is to not have a divorce, obviously
0: um, but I mean, I guess if we were but get what I'm do you I'm mean by say, get real I'm just kidding um yeah, we would. I think that if we weren't going to split it 50 50 like if we had any problems with splitting the money, it would be because you and I grew differently and uh, grew apart or grew different beliefs. And like the other wasn't like, we just didn't grow together. Uh, And I, I feel like I would have to grow fundum to grow into a fundamentally different person. If I got greedy with splitting the money.
1: Right. Okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And, and yeah, at that point, like i I I don't want to be a person that lets greed have the best of me, and sometimes it happens. It happens from time to time, and all that uh, is best in that situation is to be aware of it and let it let it come, let it go, but not letting it fester.
1: Right, that makes sense.
0: Yeah, and I think that you and I are like fundamentally very compassionate people and very understanding. People, so we would just have to grow into not very nice people if we had any disagreements over splitting the money fifty fifty right and and get a divorce <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, none of those things are anything I want ever experience,
0: yeah, of course, me neither. Um, uh, those the, are all the questions,
1: yeah, i I want to share one more i, I think we're in India right now, and like I'm getting to know your mother quite a bit more, but th- my dad. Yeah, 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 your dad too, yeah. But uh, I just like the, the the conversation that I wanted to share with people is one that I had with your mother mm. about financial literacy. And it was a really cool experience for me to hear, um, so your mom's name is Megna, to hear your mom uh, talk about her own financial literacy or her own understanding You should, you should understanding narrate of money.
0: how it happened, the way that you told me about it.
1: I don't exactly remember, um, but like the idea was... She
0: said that she wasn't financially literate.
1: Yeah. At all. Which is like for me coming here and seeing what your parents have achieved for themselves. um, Like, so your mom said, I'm not financially literate. I don't understand mutual funds or investing or stocks. And I was like, "Well, Megna, you see, financial literacy is way more. It's like about much more than investing in monetary assets." Uh, I said, "You're an excellent investor in your time and in like and in value. So you're a value investor and you're a time investor and you're a master at that. And the evidence for that is everything that you see around you." And uh, she had to take a pause at that because she had. Oh, she. I think that she'd grown up, at least this is what she said, um, like always thinking of financial literacy in monetary terms and not in terms of value in general or time, but from an energy. That was the third thing I said.
0: Investments, too, I think more so than financial literacy, uh, like it was financial literacy is equal to investment is equal to stocks bonds mutual funds etc yeah. but investments has is just an umbrella for so many other things
1: yeah cuz you can invest your time in something you can invest your energy in something and you can invest your um like relationships and your net like you can and invest your in a network and your skills like what skills do i want to develop how do i want to spend my time and ultimately i think we covered this in pro- in the property rights episode last last episode like the thing that you have that's most fundamental to you is um is your time and energy right and, and how you choose to invest those two things will kind of dictate your how the, how your life plays out if like in a really broad and general sense it's it's your time and energy that you need to get good at investing not money um because money is just a representation of time and energy. It's stored time and energy. So if you figure out how to be uh, dedicated or committed, or what's the third word? Um, Dedicated, committed, disciplined Mm -hmm. with your time and how you spend it, then you'll actually attract more money, I think, at the end of the day. Like your mom, I remember one of the things that she said, she said, just keep moving forward. Money will come to you. And it's like, well, where did that conception or that idea of hers come from like it came from having a good financial mindset or a good yeah good financial literacy in terms of uh time value and energy not in terms of money necessarily
0: it was i don't think that's pr- exactly what she said but it was also very similar to what our uh, acupuncturist froni said because she said don't chase after money if you chase after something it runs away right but do what you're good at do what you love yes. and money will come that's right yeah. About financial literacy, though, I think that you, I think you did talk about this because I remember you telling me about it later. And it was um, financial literacy isn't only about knowing what to invest your money in uh, when it comes to um, building assets in the stock market, etc. It's also knowing when not to spend or yeah. like what to use your money on and when not uh, to use your money. When on. when not, yeah, exactly. And like my parents have been through very difficult financial times, uh, in the past, well, in their entire lifetime, I guess. And, uh, they have brought themselves out of it, but for a very long time, they had to struggle a lot. And at that time, my mom and my dad, but I'll I'll talk about my mom for now. And she didn't spend on something that she didn't need. And there's many examples of that, that I won't disclose on this episode, but, uh, it was saving as much as possible to, do what they needed to do to get out of their financial troubles. Um, but that it's that also is an aspect of financial literacy, totally. you know, not ignoring your problems and not um, trying to live up to a lifestyle, but adjusting to your lifestyle um, to, to do better.
1: Yeah. And I, I remember actually um, the thought is leaving my brain as I'm like trying to articulate it. So uh, I might just need to pass this back to you. <laughs> um, what was it? It was like a, it was a good point, and I wanted to bring. We're it.
0: one, Kegan, but I can't look into your head.
1: I know. I'm sorry.
0: No, it's okay.
1: Okay, we might just need to continue.
0: Okay. Yeah. Uh A B C D E, is it bringing? Oh wow! Whew, I've I listened. To, oh anyway, did it did it trigger no. anything? No, it's no? gone. One two five six nine ten five. <laughs> no.
1: Okay. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what you're doing now. <laughs>
0: okay. As anyway. So I hope that this discussion...
1: <laughs> I'm like, I'm sitting here blank faced, like just...
0: Looking at Trying to,
1: to remember it. It's like um, a nice parting thought. That's what it was. It was a way to like end the episode and...
0: Maybe when we record the intro, you can... It'll come to you. Yeah, maybe. Uh, Everybody listening, I hope that this discussion on our relationship and the way that we've decided to pursue our financial goals and life goals has helped you um, just expand your thoughts and opinions on how other people live their lives. I remember. Keegan got it. I okay, remember. Cool. There we go. Uh,
1: both your parents invested heavily in their names. Oh. And that's one of the, like, uh, I, I love this quote. And this is, that was, okay, yeah, full full circle now. I forget it a little bit, so I might butcher it, but... It's uh, if you lose your money, not the end of the not the end of the world. If you lose your land, not the end of the world. If you lose your name, then that then you lose everything. So if you at the end of the day, it's your name that really carries with it a lot of value. So again, coming back to that value word, um, but you, like both of your parents are well respected individuals within their community. And that is because of what they've decided to invest in, what they've decided to spend on, what they've decided to not spend on, and how they've invested their time and energy and who they've given their time and energy to. That's all been in an investment in their name.
0: That they haven't done directly, but has happened passively. Yes. Yeah, that's true. Their integrity has been... Uh, been Intact. Intact, well, rock solid. Some... Some arbitrary standard of, of high.
1: Yeah, and so like this is one of the reasons why I was okay with like I came back to that quote after I lost that ten thousand dollars of ours because my name was intact. It Didn't uh, you didn't
0: cheat anyone or you right. didn't, didn't have steal. malicious and, and yeah malicious intent to take someone's money right and do something bad with it
1: right exactly yeah. it was our money that we lost you and it wasn't no the harm. end of the world
0: yeah that's true yeah and I think that. You know, in the future, if there's ever a circumstance where we take someone's money and we lose it, I think that we, as I hope, um, and I, this is me. You know what? I'm gonna say it. I, this is me betting on us. Is even if we may do that, I think that I have I have complete faith that we would do everything possible to give that money back we wouldn't want to be the kind of people that take other people's time effort energy and money for granted
1: right correct yes absolutely
0: yeah all right well this is a really nice episode of record with you king and uh thank you tj for um it off Taking. yeah uh, um sending us that message in october of last year to have us explore this conversation we hope that you um, gained insights from our conversation today well Everybody, thank you for listening. If you have any questions, you can send them to us at ReadyGoFullCrypto. Oh, I'll say one last thing. If you enjoyed this episode, think of one person who would also enjoy listening to it and gain value from it and recommend it to them so that uh, we can reach the minds of more people. And with that, stay tuned for our next episode.